0: Welcome to a special Social Suplex Network podcast, the very first edition of Fuck You Mean. <laughs> this is a special de- debate <laughs> debate podcast here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Before we jump into this, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button on Podbean or iTunes. Uh, give us our ratings, help us you know, get moved up in the, the charts there. We're so like trying said, to come up. Right. We're trying to get over out here.
1: Yeah.
0: So like I said, this is a special episode. We have a debate between uh, the host of One Nation Radio, Rich Latta, and one of the hosts of the SMC podcast, Rance Morris, and we also have James Boyd from One Nation Radio kind of being our fact checker or black checker. Making sure the uh, <laughs> sure everybody's up and up and up on what they're talking about. How's everybody doing?
2: Well, before we go any further, I want y'all to understand how happy I am. We really called it the "fuck you mean." Like I'm
1: so happy right now. I'm So
2: happy. So,
1: I would hey. assume the premise behind it is like you know, imagine somebody says something that you think is absurd, and the the first thing that comes to your mind is "fuck you mean, bro." Like you know. That, so it, so basically, that, ever come...
2: Basically every wrestling conversation I've ever had with you and James, pretty much. <laughs> if, if y'all ain't know man, uh, before I, we ever got in the podcast game, you know I would listen to Rich, I would listen to James, and they they brought me on one time, and we we get like they homies, so much love between all three of us, all four of us with Jeremy, but they never agree with anything I've ever said, ever. So that's what makes it, it, it was, interesting.
1: Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you said something this week. Where you were talking about Enzo, where you were you were saying like I, I fully expected you to pick Enzo to win oh, the no, belt, no, and all that. Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> don't
2: get me wrong, I was one of the biggest guys saying Enzo should be in the cruiserweight division. He ain't supposed to win the belt though.
1: That's a whole different conversation. All right, all right. We know you ain't, you ain't way out there in the desert, but let's get no. to it, man. All right, so. <laughs> I've,
0: I believe the topics that we're going to be covering tonight. We're going to be talking about the whole uh, gender Mahal promos that happened this past week on SmackDown, and we're going to be talking about the uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns promos. So let's let's start off with uh, the gender stuff. And uh, Rance, let's hear your opening statement on your position on the the whole gender stuff that's been going on.
2: Okay, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and Fuck You Mean podcast. I would like to... No, I'm playing. All seriousness, before we start, especially with what's happened this past day and a half, I need to say that I ain't with the racism bullshit. I'm a black man. I'm a proud black man from the hood in Houston, Texas. So I understand that there is not a place for any ignorance in the world. I'm with that. I'm completely on your side with that. Your opening arguments uh, or your opening dialogue on the last episode of One Nation Radio... You spoke so much truth. However, I got no problem with you having a problem with that, with that, what he said. I got no problem with that. But in the same breath, if we're going to accept stuff like Karen Owens headbutting a dude in, in, uh, 72-year-old dude in the face or telling uh, Shane, you should have died in the plane crash, your family would be better off. Like, there's so much ignorant stuff on a weekly basis on all wrestling let alone all entertainment that I feel like we rush to jump to this one thing and I feel like most of it is because we just don't like gender and you know if we want to call out everything on an individual basis then I'm good with that I'm a big dude on consistency so if if everything if you're going to all and y'all guys are fairly consistent on most of the stuff I don't want to say you're not but y'all also are big gender haters and that's completely within your right I'm a gender supporter, only that I appreciated the fact that it was a new thing. Dude is busting his ass for the spot he's in. And you know what? If it, you know, it's not killing me. It does. I don't hate it. You know, I'm not like his biggest fan, but I don't hate it. But, uh, you know, you guys are fairly consistent. But we also have to understand, like, if you really want to analyze every single thing mm-hmm. dudes say in wrestling there's not going to be wrestling. If you're going to analyze every single thing do, say, in entertainment, then there's no entertainment. That's the whole purpose of the original the original point of the First Amendment is you know what? You can probably get some backlash, but you got the right to say what the fuck you want to say. I want to start there before we go
1: any further.
0: Alright. Rich, <clears throat> let's get your opening statement.
1: Alright. Um, so, Jennifer Hall basically came out here um, Tuesday and continued what pretty much, it, it seemed like they tried to get started last week. Uh, one, one part, you know, I wanted to make clear uh, to Rance, Yes, we do not like Jinder Mahal clearly, but this is more a criticism of WWE as a whole than it is of Jinder Mahal. Because we know they've had a history of doing this stuff and a popular thing that I've seen on, you know, you know, in response to a, a lot of the posts and everything is, well, we've seen way worse than that. That doesn't make it OK. You, you it know, okay. You, write- I, you know, I, I, I was there when, you know, watching DX and blackface, the baby faces, I might add twice. There's, there, like, Yeah. And, twice. and personally, like, like you, like you were saying there won't be entertainment, but I don't find, you know, racism entertaining. So um, the you know when I when I saw that it's just like WWE is claimed to be this progressive you know sports entertainment company they're not wrestling. This was the closest thing I've seen to nineteen eighties wrestling, you know, like in mid south, like you know I could have pictured that happening to like the Great Kabuki or something, like <laughs> and you know I with all the diverse backgrounds of all the people that are in WWE, I would think WWE would like to challenge themselves. And me being, you know, a fan that demands them to pump out new creative stuff. I'm wondering why they're stuck recycling the, the racism bullshit with a dude that you have in Nakamura, who is so special. Who doesn't, what did he do to earn this? You know, if you're another Japanese performer, like if you're Oscar or Kyrie, Sane looking at this like, wow, are they going to make fun of the way I talk too? And I'm out here struggling with the language? Like, come on, man. But I can leave it there. Okay. All right. Rance, floor is yours. Let's hear
0: your response to Rich's st- opening statement.
2: So, uh, you know, you said one thing that really, really resonated with me and that it's not entertaining to you. And I respect that, but everything in wrestling isn't always supposed to be entertaining. It's a story. Uh, I liken it to... I don't know if you guys watched The Walking Dead. The, the season when they were at the uh, at the prison, there were a lot of really slow episodes, right? But the point of those slow episodes was to build up the little small nuances and the little things that made those last two, three, four episodes so great. You know, it can't be action, 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 action all the time. There has to be some nuance and some context with the story. So, when you have... Uh, At least from my standpoint, I can't speak for anybody else. When you have a heel in wrestling, especially as you pointed out, a heel in the classic vein, the old 1980s wrestling classic vein like gender is, uh, you know, sometimes you can't you can't expect a heel to always do something you're going to want to see or like. Now, there are limits. There are levels. I'm with that. I'm with that, and I don't. I don't support any what he's what he said or the whole point of the promo. I don't. However, the the desired reaction that they want is what you're giving. It's not like you're gonna automatically say I'm not gonna watch no more. Because if you're gonna say that, then yeah, they messed up. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch No more tonight or tomorrow. You're gonna watch. We're on Monday. SmackDown Tuesday. But your hatred for gender and your love for Shinsuke have both grown exponentially. So, while it wasn't the right path to get there, they're getting where they want to get. Because I guarantee you, you know how much more the crowd, especially the people who don't even believe Jenner should be in his spot, are going to push that much harder to want to see Shinsuke win at Hell in a Cell, or if they have a rematch at Survivor Series, or whenever they wrestle. Now... The, the, the want for this dude to lose the title is so much stronger than it already was, and it was already at a fever pitch. So, you know, when you say entertaining, like I feel like because we're in this era of wrestling where we know so much and we can talk to these guys and kind of, you know, feel like, you know, we're a part of the business as much as they are, which we're really not. We much more than we used to be. But, you know, we have to remember that every heel ain't supposed to be likable every heel ain't supposed to be cool every heel ain't supposed to do stuff that make us talk about tomorrow and say man that was cool did you see that no they're really supposed to piss you off sometimes
0: alright let's throw the floor over to Rich now Rich let's hear your response to Rance's um, little statement there
1: uh, I, I don't think it was WWE's goal for national media to be slamming them, you know, a, a, as being behind the times. And, you know, you got Washington Post, like, you know, picking this stuff up and the crowd chanting, that's too far. I think James made a great point on the show last week. Like, this crowd, like, you know, WWE fans, like, they know for for saying, like, ridiculous fuck shit to people all the time. And if they were like, yo, that's, that's too far, like, you know, they hit on something. But at the same time, like, that crowd is normally largely down with the racism that gender slash WWE, the people who are scripting his promos line for line, they are down with the rhetoric that he's conveying there. So it's, it's really strange. We know gender can't, de- or excuse me, we know Nakamura can't defend himself on the microphone, you know, and, you know, when it comes to the fact of, you know, you say, you know, he's a heel. it's just, To me, that's just a cop-out, man. Like, it, it really is. Like, they, the, the, the heat is on the company, and it's been on the company, and it's been on the company, and something we'll get to later, you know, pretty much WWE's cast themselves in the role of the heel, you know, back, I want to say, around the 2015 Royal Rumble. You know, where they decided, like, you know what? We're about to start doing this shit our way. And, you know, these words are coming directly from them. And it's just, it's real problematic. Like, and I, these guys that are in these roles, it's real hard for me to take them serious because, A, we know they're not writing this stuff. And, B, it's directly backstage. There's a control freak back there running everything. And then when that stuff comes from them, I just can't rot with it.
2: All right, rants. So it's no secret creative is pretty bad. It's no secret. We know that. It's no secret that uh, the writers don't capture the voices of the people that they're writing for. More often than not. uh, You got your few that have some leeway, like Bray Wyatt. Sounds like that. You know, that's really him. Dean Ambrose sounds like that. Like, you got your people that have kind of traversed through that uh, gray area, but for the most part, we know that they writing, and they really don't sound like the person that they're writing for. We know that. So, so all that, we know that. We know gender didn't sit back in the back and write their promo. We know that. But, we also have to understand, man, like, you say that saying it's a heel is a cop-out. It might be, but the whole point of wrestling, dog, was for a dude to say some real fuck shit, to say some real offensive stuff to get the crowd so i mean jbl was goose stepping and you know and problematic very much so and he got in trouble for it but i'm saying that was I, we're, we're so we're so much more politically correct now and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm not i think it's a good thing but you know so okay let me let me flip it like this and i hate to you i i'm a black dude so i only i can only use what i know right I hate to use these as examples, but you watch a movie like 12 Years a, 12 Years a Slave, right? The mm-hmm. whole point of that movie was to be a period piece where they used the N-word and, you know, black people were ostracized and treated as they were back in the 1800s 1900s, right? And, you know, so if, if, if we're really going to crack down on, you know, the rhetoric we use in entertainment, then that movie couldn't be told but the story of that movie was a powerful story right the nate parker story the story i've never i haven't seen the movie but i know i know the actual you know the thing that happened the rhetoric of that story was very racist but the point of it and what happened was very powerful and uplifting so i'm with you this is not cool and it's not right but everything ain't supposed to be right in the guise of entertainment and you say be better, I'd really, really question what would be better under the guise of wrestling. Like, I'm not talking about you know, random dude walking down the street seeing a Japanese dude and calling him Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he should get his ass whooped. I'll probably help. Like, that's. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about characters playing a role that are supposed to lead to a conflict, right? So, that's what. that's all I'm talking about. We have a dude, and And then, y'all haven't really talked about the beautiful nuances of the story Uh, in the Facebook group, Rest in Square Circle. Dylan actually, even though he hates it, has really pointed to the rhetoric of the actual beauty of the nuance of the story. That gender has the whole point of his rise has been you guys think I'm different because I look different, right? But now he's doing the same xenophobic stuff to another dude who's actually from his side of the world. So I think the nuance in that, if you really look at it, is beautiful from a story writing perspective, because the dude has really started to believe in his own bullshit, right? This is a dude that we know if we follow the story, six months ago was jobbing, right? Six months ago, people were asking, why is he in the company? And all of a sudden, he got a lucky break, found two dudes that will sacrifice their life for him, and now he's a champ for three, four months. So of course, he's going to believe his own bullshit, right? So, with that being said, it's easy to see from a, st- from a story guide, from the guise of a story, it's easy to see him, his whole stick being, I don't like what y'all are saying to me, how you treat me, and then him going to do the same thing to the dude. A dude who, you've eloquently stated, can't defend himself verbally. But you know what? When he get in that ring and when that violin hit and when that s- the crowd starts singing the violin part and he get ready to kinshasa ken the hell out of gender, y'all going to lose y'all minds. And you're going to lose your minds that much more because the dude who was wrong to can't stick up for himself adequately is going to finally get over. Now, will he win at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. I don't write. I don't write. I don't know. I honestly think he's going to win a, a Survivor Series at a bigger show. So he could dance for 15 minutes like he was supposed to be at Summerslam. I don't think he's gonna win a hell in a cell. But he, somebody's gonna get over on gender eventually. Somebody's gotta get over. He's not gonna hold the title for 25 years like Bruno. Right? Somebody's gonna get over on this dude. And when that moment happens, I guarantee you there's going to be a moment in the crowd of pure joy when gender has finally been chopped down to size. And it wouldn't have been as important. It wouldn't have been as much of a big of a deal. Hell, it wouldn't have been as mainstream with Washington Post picking up the story if they didn't piss somebody off.
0: All right. right. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Rich. All
1: right. So, like, with the whole thing, like, you know, Washington Post picking it up, there is, like, you know, an old adage, which I believe fools believe in. Like, as long as they're talking about you— you know, it's good. No, because you have to actually listen to what they're saying. And I feel like, you know, the WWE championship being at the center of this feud is no longer at the center of this feud. This is a company trying to make up for a dude who is losing subscribers in his own country or, quote unquote, his own country. Um, you know, what their clear goal is, you know, a guy that's so under where you can look at these arenas and these, these photos and Smackdown is doing horribly, you know, on his watch. And I don't know what they're doing, you know, and they stick pretty much, you know, when when they when they're in a situation where, you know, it feels uncomfortable, it's unnatural, but you know, they have all their plans, they revert to what they know. And what they know are tropes and, you know, things like that, and I feel like they um You know, the thing is, like, we're supposed to be past all this, you know, in wrestling, you know, (laughs) is you would think we'd be past all this. But apparently we're not. And that's that's just very disappointing to me. That's why that's why all the outrages exist. Like if this was just cool, you know, we wouldn't have had all this outrage. We probably wouldn't be doing this show right now if this was cool, like if I didn't feel offended by it or, you know, a lot of the, the Internet, like pretty much like just lost their minds on it. And then there's another like. Like Ranch, you represent a lot of people. Like the way you feel, like like grow up pussy, like you know, like like if this is the attitude era, Wait, whatever. But that's the thing not my is, sentiment. It's that's not. not my sentiment. But I, I would say those people would fall in line more on your side of defense the than they would on mine. So not necessarily saying you're telling t- saying that, but the thing is, like I think you know. The championship is lost, you know, and it stinks. Like, it really does stink.
0: All right. Let's uh, go ahead and get uh, kind of the final statements on the gender promo issue. So, Rance, go ahead and let's get your your final statement on the gender promos.
2: Okay. Uh, so, you uh, you know, I, I, I really agree with a lot of what you're saying more than people probably think I do. Because you're right. When you get your back in the corner, you go back to what you know, right? For example, I'm I'm put it in music terms. If you're if you're a trap rapper, you could try all you want to be lyrical, but eventually, if you're not selling, what you going to get back to? Trap rapping, right? Is you get back to what you know, right? If you're if you're a three point shooter in basketball, you try to dunk or get to the paint. Eventually, if that's not working, you're going to get back to what brought you to the game, right? That's what it is. So yes, uh. They go back to their tropes, and that is something that should be addressed and something that should be changed. I'm with you on that. However, only one of the two people in this situation is being used as a trope, and that's gender. Because Nakamura, you, he may be, uh, gender may be setting him up for a trope. However, Nakamura isn't sticking by it. If you look at the dude, you watch the dude, any of that. Like, it's one thing to say something about somebody, it's another thing to believe it. Nakamura is one of the most unique characters we may have ever seen in the history of wrestling, especially WWE. Like this, is, this dude, when when you describe a dude as a mix of Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury with hands, like that's not something you see every day. And Nakamura is extremely, extremely unique. And Nakamura is so unique. I mean, he's a unicorn. That maybe you disagree with this, but I don't think uh, a promo where he basically said "nana nana boo boo." you know i'm going to talk about the way you look it's going to make a crowd all of a sudden say oh i don't like him he's no good no the crowd loves this dude that much more and uh, you know we we should get past we should get past using low hanging fruit but when you're writing tv every day and it's not an excuse but it's a reason when you're writing tv and you're writing scripts for this 4 days a week Eventually, you're going to do something stupid. And I'm not sticking up for them because they shouldn't. They get paid for this. This is their job. If I fuck up on my job, I get reprimanded. It is what it is. But, you know, I really do think that while this was stupid, the point and the desired reaction they may have wanted to get, I think it's still going to end up where they wanted to get it. So, you know, I don't, I don't, finally, I don't, I don't support it. I don't like what he said, I think things should be different, but Shinsuke's way too powerful to let, you know, I mean, this isn't Picky James where Mickey was on the way out anyway and there was nothing that the crowd could do, because the crowd didn't care about Mickey at that point. They felt bad for her, but they didn't care about her. The crowd loved Shinsuke. So it's going to do nothing else but give him much more fervor and much more energy and much more crowd reaction to finally want to... <laughs> I don't want to call Jim the mountain, but finally chop the mountain down. And when that happens, you're going to be out there dancing like a jug, like Shinsuke is. All y'all going to be happy. So that's the point of wrestling, is to take bad things and make good
1: stories out of
0: them. All right, Rich, let's get your uh, closing statement.
1: Shinsuke Nakamura came in from day one, and we all wanted him to be champion immediately. If you look at the night after WrestleMania, it looked like you know, it looked like Michael Jackson essentially was in the ring the way people were losing their damn minds. And the first week it was all set up. He had ridiculous momentum. So what did they do? They don't let him wrestle for a month and a half on, on TV. <laughs> they take him off and, and make him work the dark main event, which is the spot that you know was reserved for Cena in most cases. So after that, what did they do? They give him Dolph Ziggler. Who who is so sapped of his heat? He had to completely reinvent his gimmick all over again, and it's gonna work uh, and get over again. So shout out to Dolph Ziggler for um for rising above all that bullshit. But what they did was they had him you know go eighty twenty matches with with Dolph Ziggler, and you know had the whole Baron Corbin thing, and have him get kicked in the dick on pay per view, and just cool him down from you know they're doing a you know cool him down from a spot that he was already ready for. Like, people were already nuts over this dude. Now, is it the best thing to to give the dude the belt on day one? No, I'm not saying that. But the thing was, he was already there. He beats John Cena. Clean as a sheet. SummerSlam, finna be a breeze. Not quite. They have him lose to this dude. who Well, he got in a feud with a dude that has no business of being champion. Whatever. Loses. And then, you know, all this whole time, you know, uh, to backtrack a bit, during the Corbin stuff, there was a lot of whispers going around. It was like, well, what's the big deal about Nakamura? I don't see what's so special. He's not he's not doing anything, you know, whatever. But they weren't putting him in, you know, the they, he, they weren't giving him the opponents or the finishes to really, or match layouts to really do anything. And then he gets to this, and it's like, Y'all are taking the long way, essentially, to get back to the highway that y'all were already on. And then once we come to, you know, fast forward to the racist promos and everything like that, this is the first time that WWE, you know, as you mentioned, Nakamura is a completely unique guy. He's their first Asian main eventer essentially ever, right? And then they, they just couldn't help themselves. Like, they, they just couldn't help themselves, like, you know, to, to start going there. And it's just shameful to me, you know. And it's not going to change. It, it's just not. And you mentioned, though, know, like, you know, it's not going to make me quit watching wrestling. Yes, because wrestling is something that that I love. I've loved it since I was seven, six, seven years old and, and WWE. Has signed a lot of the guys that I like to watch, so so they kind of got me checkmated right there. But at the same time, like it's like bro, like y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Like bro, I'm scared to death of, of seeing Biggie challenge for the title now. What are they gonna do then? <laughs> They're not gonna make him silent, but like y'all said, we're gonna, gonna be real mad on, on this show if they if they start saying yeah, you know, uh, we're gonna change Big E's music to some. <laughs> <laughs> that like nah, man like it, the thing is like they, i i just can't trust them. like and then the elephant in the room we don't know if nakamura's gonna beat this this quote-unquote racist you know like like come on man like like we we've we seen the triple h Booker t stuff and what happened they they do it their own way so i don't know man i i i think we're you know we're still far apart on this, but I think we understand a little bit more where each other's coming from. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. All
0: right. Everybody that's listening, we wanted to hear your feedback. Follow us at Social Suplex on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We want to hear what side of the fence are you on? Are you on r- kind of Rich's point of view or are you on Ranch's point of view? So hit us up on the comments and the rest of the square circle. We want to know where you guys stand and get your opinion on this. Y'all down with
1: No.
2: <laughs> that, that's how you will set me up? My side is racist? Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't listen to what he said. In fact, I'm probably going to edit that out.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. All right.
0: All right. So now we're going to move on to our next topic of this debate. Tomorrow night, uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So tomorrow is the big No Mercy pay-per-view event on the oh, WWE mercy. Network. We're getting our... WrestleMania, uh, Rich. I believe you called it WrestleMania uh, 33 and a half.
2: That's accurate. Uh, That's accurate.
0: <laughs> we have the big Brock Lesnar uh, versus Braun Strowman Universal Title match, and then we also have John Cena versus Roman Reigns. A match that probably should have they should have held off for WrestleMania 34, but hey, they want to go ahead and just throw it out here for No Mercy for some reason. But this debate is we're going to be breaking down kind of who had the kind of better promos between John Cena and Roman Reigns? And, you know, a lot of debate on the Internet whether uh, Reigns had the better promos, Cena had the better promos, if Cena was burying Reigns, if Reigns had the right comebacks. So let's hear where Rich and Rant stand on these promos. Uh, Rich, let's hear your opening statement. All
1: right. Um, John Cena, when he first came on the scene, dude started as a battle rapper um well he didn't start that way he evolved into it um but his whole thing was to and he'll this is more problematic shit his whole thing was to call someone some type of gay in his rap but <laughs> I,
2: I forgot guarantee about you, that yeah.
1: every single one every single john Cena promo and James little brother pointed this out to us every single like rap like there's something like ridiculous but there's also like truth in there so I felt like John Cena came out here and three o'd this man pretty much every sense of anything. Like and he went ahead and hit this man where it hurt. Like like bad. Like he, he took all the things that everyone had, you know has said kind of under the surface and then held the mirror up to Roman Reigns like this is what they're saying, this is what they think about you. You know, in the words of uh, Ice Cube. But with Reigns, what they did with him was they had him come out here and, and speak these alternative facts in these work shoots. And that just doesn't land. You know, when Cena is coming out here and hitting you with the real, people are starting to hit yes chance. So I handed the rants. All uh, right, Reigns, let's hear
0: your opening statement.
1: Ooh, I'm ready
2: for this one. Um, So, I want to give full disclosure, and I promise you guys who are listening, and Rich and James and Jeremy knows about me, I'm, I'm a Roman Reigns fan, but I'm not going to let my fandom skew what I'm saying. I'm going to speak from a place of what I hope to be factual, uh, factual place. So, uh, first and foremost, and I'm about to say some, it's probably going to Sounds stupid, and I don't mean to be, you know, this dude to say that, but, you know, wrestling is a scripted entertainment venue. We know that. Shit. I don't mean to say that to be, you know, I I know that's insulting as hell to say something like that, I know. But the point, I, the reason I say that is because we get so invested in the shit, and sometimes we see something, we're like, oh, shit, that was real. Look, bro, what Cena said, what Roman said all three times was not a shoot it was scripted it was written by the fucking writers and the parts that weren't written by the writers were already approved by vince and triple h and so on and so forth so when you say stuff like uh you know roman came up with alternative facts and it wasn't hidden he could say what he wants true or factual or, or fake in a promo on a scripted show so, we're not talking about Joe Inouye versus John Cena. We're talking about Roman Reigns versus John Cena. So, if, from a character standpoint, the stuff he said he believes. And yeah, in a real in real life, it's not completely factual. But the same thing with John Cena said, that's opinion too. You know what I'm saying? I realize that that resonates with y'all, the crowd, more often. It resonates when you hear stuff like, well, Roman Reigns is a bootleg fan. Uh, corporate ass fake ass version of me like that makes y'all feel good because that's what y'all believe who but who says that's true that's an opinion so when you talk about alternative facts it works on both sides but you i feel like the crowd is is resonating towards what cena's been saying because one facts are facts that cena's better on the mic than him cena's one of the best dudes on the mic in history and number two y'all don't like roman in the spot he's in and got, like the push he's gotten. I respect that. I do. I've come to respect that. Now, you say he three old this man. He did it. Cena one one, Cena one three, Roman one two. The reason I'm gonna say Roman one, promo battle number two, is because it's it's not always what you say, it's how you say it, and it's the point you make, right? The whole point of what Roman has been saying, at least until promo three and on, Ron and two, the whole point of what he's been saying is You you've been around all this time. You talk and you talk and you talk, you spin and you spin, this is what you do. I'm standing right here. Do something about it. And in promo two, he said that to his face, and what did John Cena do? He backed away. So I feel like and you're a rapper, so I know you understand this better than most. That you know, uh you know, in a in a battle rap, yeah, it, a lot of what a lot of what matters in winning a battle rap is the lyricism of what you say. But sometimes it's what you how you say it and the point you make. I, I point to you and this is a terrible this is a terrible analogy. But if you watch Empire, where Frida Gats uh went at uh at Hakeem when they had their rap battle, and Frida was spitting that reel and hitting it with lyrics. Hakeem got the crowd involved and hit like one punchline, he won. You know, it it's 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 not always about you know, how great the words you say or is you know the, the, the what you, does what you physically say resonate with me from a from a melodic point of view? No, Roman made his point, and John Cena couldn't back up his point. Roman won, promo two, and, I, and I, I just I believe that in my heart. You can't say you want to talk. Okay, cool. Put this mic down and fight me. And a dude walks away, and you're telling me that he won. You just can't you can't tell me that.
0: All right, let's uh, throw it over to Rich. Oh, we'll take oh, your
3: response. Real quick, real quick. Um, th- once he said that he came in, though, uh, France, like you gotta admit, he was fresh off a twenty-minute match. Yeah, but that was the point.
2: Again, if you so, uh, I think it was y'all. And this,
3: in that- uh, this also a promo. This is also a promo where he comes in and says that you know you say that you're great, but that you're that you're great and you're still the top guy. But it took twenty minutes to be the rookie, right? And then. And then he's like, so which one is it? Are you full of crap or are you getting washed? And then the very next week, look who's also in a 20-minute match with Jason right. Jordan.
2: And it's entertainment. That's the point. Like, okay, so so I know, I know it's Richard's turn. Jeremy, just give me a sec. All right, go ahead. I feel like sometimes you guys look at these situations as if you're really in the scope of wrestling. I do because, you know, especially with these guys that you guys don't like or you guys don't respect or you're not fans of, Roman in particular in the situation, and I say that because if any other heel or any other character who was an egomaniac or, you know, in that, ty- in that vein of character were to say some ignorant stuff like that, right, and then come back and get his sort of comeuppance say to a dude, oh, well, you know, you're supposed to be bad, you're supposed to be tough, but you let this rookie take you 20 minutes. And then the next week, he takes him 20 minutes. Like, that's storytelling. The point of that is Roman is in over his head. Roman has been pushed to the moon. Roman has accomplished everything a wrestler can accomplish in the company. And he did the biggest thing that, in our generation, a wrestler can do. He beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania and ain't nobody seen dude since. That's bigger than winning the title. I'm sorry, to me it is. However, since that moment, he's taken the pinfall at every single show, pay-per-view. He's been he's been beaten every pay-per-view. So we're looking at a guy who's living off and a reputation he's built over three, four, five years that he's not living up to right now. But he's so in his own mind. Remember the promo after WrestleMania? It's my yard now, right? He's he's so in his own mind. He feels like he's so above the bullshit that he can say things like that knowing that maybe they may not be true to the crowd, but they're true to me. It's a storytelling trope. So now he gets humbled in a sense because at the end of the Roman versus Jason Jordan match, what happened? He walked up to Jason Jordan. He shook his hand and said, you know what? I see you, right? That he, he realized I was, I was talking a lot of shit. This kid's pretty good. So, you know, like, look at... Wrestling is a story, dog. It's a story. Look at it from the story.
0: Alright, let's get Rich in here.
1: Alright. Now, I'm glad you brought up that part about a rap battle because I've been in several in my life and, you know, I feel like I've only lost, like, one of them, rightfully. Um, and I'll, I'll bring up, like, Jay-Z and Nas, we're we're roughly around the same age, Rance. Like yeah. I, I'll just ask you this, and this will this will tell me what pretty much to say. Like who do you think won that battle? The battle? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So all right. Now I'm a person that thinks Jay Z won the battle. Why? Because of facts. A lot of them. So okay. pretty much like like you know, like you can tell me, you know, I'm ugly or like if I was in a rap battle, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you tell me that you know I'm ugly or my clothes don't look good, like cool, you know, it, it might spark a couple laughs or whatever, you know. But you know, if I rear back and hit you with like, yo, you've got four kids, you know, and you don't see any of them, you're a deadbeat father, and your baby mother's out here in these trees getting ran through. And by the way, I've got your credit score for the world to see here. That's just gonna hit harder and cut you. Okay. And that's what these kind of promos that these guys were cutting on each other were designed to do. Was designed to cut sure, them. Sure. And when it came to that, like you know, as far as like everything being approved, I don't know if it was approved when Cena was like, "Hey, bro, you basically you forgetting your lines, you, and if you want to be the big dog, you need to cut a promo right." I don't yeah. think that was that was You're that right. was that's for the him. one part that off the top. <laughs> and you notice it,
2: it like, fired up Roman for the record, but that was the one part that was completely off the top. You're right.
1: Like you know, pretty much you know when, and, and I'll tell you like you know just a couple of examples or whatever like uh, of the of the of the truth like really hitting people like it always means the truth weighs a lot more than lies they just do and you know it's like you also said it's like it's not what you say it is how you or it's not what what you said it's not what it's, you say it's how it, you say it's it? not
2: always what you say it's how you say it and the point you make with what you say.
1: But I'm I will say like when what you're saying is bullshit <laughs> it, it doesn't quite you know go when when he's when he says, Hey, I've had, you know, more good matches than you in the last two years than you've had in your career, that's clearly bullshit.
2: Yeah, but come on, Rich. It's it's but it's it's not it's real. Bullshit. but it's not real. But it's
1: bullshit. But okay. it is real.
2: Right, but okay. I, I don't want to interrupt you, man. I, I really want you to finish okay. your point. I don't want to interrupt yeah. you. Okay.
1: Yeah. So 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 when Undertaker's hold Triple H A your best friend, Shawn Michaels, he couldn't beat me. And by the way, he's better than you. You know that stuck to Triple H. Yeah. And that stuck, stuck with all the fans who always thought, hey, man, Shawn's always been the A guy. Triple H is a young boy. No yeah. matter how much, many world titles <laughs> Triple H won, yeah, but whatever. H. <laughs> what, what, and, and then and Look, I got another one for you. When Triple H told CM Punk, like, hey, I'm going to whoop your skinny, fat ass. Like, that, like, just ethered him. Killed him. Like, because look, look at the guy. Like, it's a fact, like, <laughs> you know, like, and then also, you know, like, back to the point where about the corporately created bootleg, that's been the rap on him from day one. You can look at how the crowd reacts to him. It, it's the same thing. Like, yo, we want the kids and the women to cheer for Roman Reigns. And if he's getting booed by the adult males, fine. And they're not going to turn him. It's the same deal. Like, that's always been the whole thing. So when he says that, and Cena being the first guy to really be able to bring it to Reigns like that, because look at all these Roman Reigns feuds, bro. And I'll evoke James on this one. Me and James are Roman Reigns fans. I have been a Roman Reigns fan from day one. James? Yeah, that's factually correct. So the thing is, I would look at Roman Reigns like, "Yo, come on, man, come on, man," oh, and then oh, he would he would
3: do this. Sorry, Rich. Sorry, Rich. In fact, um, after the Shield broke up, Rich wanted them to hot shot the talent to Reigns, and I and me, I was like, "Uh, can we see a little bit more as a singles wrestler first? Like, can we get like one, uh, like one feud first in in the and, like get that down first and make sure like this is actually the guy they
1: can go ahead and and, and set, set the rocket ship to." Okay. Yeah, that was and, and, um, I believe that was Money in the Bank 2014. So, when seeing basically
0: shit, like, okay. I just want to say real quick, and for more proof that Rich is a uh, Roman Reigns fan, there's, you know, a picture floating around on the internet, me and Rich in our Roman Reigns t-shirts. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Actually, I have seen that, yeah. Out, out,
0: out there supporting. Yeah,
1: right. And that was, like, right before the 2015 Royal Rumble or whatever. So, yeah. you should have
3: seen Rich's face at TLC 2000, uh, 14 when uh, Reigns comes back after he took that hiatus because of the uh, the the hernia issue and then he de- he declared for the Royal Rumble like Rich was literally looking like he like he had just saw like a good like somebody he enjoyed like it's one of his favorite athletes just catch like a like a rape charge. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, wow. Like
1: is like when 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 a dude is allowed to bring that truth to him when cena's like yo i'm not like yo yeah you retired the undertaker well i'm not a bad better veteran with a bad hip that's fact like <laughs> so because we saw the undertaker get hip surgery right after so like you know like i i don't you know the, the facts always kind of resonate with me more and it seems like it, it resonated with the people as well
0: all right rance let's hear your response
1: I don't okay.
2: think it was the facts that resonated with the people. I think it was the fact that somebody, from, uh, somebody, quote unquote, put Roman in his place. Uh, you know, the crowd would have been happy if they said, you know, Roman, you look like a, whatever, because they don't like him like that. So, now, I'm, so let's talk about this facts thing real quick. Okay. So, if this was MMA, if this was a rap battle, if this was anything that, Resembled a real life situation. Facts always matter. Absolutely, absolutely. If I'm honest with you, if I completely, if I'm completely honest with you, the only reason I feel like Nas won that battle is because uh, Ether is fire to me, and Takeover is just a nice song. So, you know, I I'm not the aficionado is to that level as I'm I'm sure you are, because that's that's your craft. So, you know, I can see to you that Jay Z said a lot of true shit. I, I get that. Uh, it's just a personal preference for me with the Nas thing, but that's real, right? Like that's real life. Like not like Jay Z's mama had to call him and say, "Chill, you going too far." That's real life, right? What we're talking about is a scripted TV show where a dude is playing a role to two different subsets of people, right? Roman is supposed to be a, a I don't want to call him a heel, an antagonist. To the male demographic and a hero to the women, to the children and to the people that still rock with him, like me, you and James and Jeremy. Right. That's the point. France. Yes, sir.
3: France, I have a question. How is that any different from Cena?
2: It's the same thing. But the difference is here's the difference. John Cena has been doing this 15 years. So even the people that hate dude respect him. Right. Is that fair?
1: Uh, I mean, they chant John Cena sucks with that man every week, but you but they, know, but I they chant they chant like. <laughs> Kurt Angle too.
2: But that's a, it's a it's a respect thing, right? Some things just stick, right? You think you think Stone Cold wants everybody to say what every time he comes out? I'm sure he don't, but it's stuck. It's a it's a it's admiration from the crowd. If the crowd gives you a, a response every week, it for years it becomes an admiration type deal. You know, uh, Kurt Angle comes out and does the you know does the orchestra with you suck. Because he knows, for the rest of my life, they're going to chant that to me. But I know they respect me. So Cena's gotten to a point now where he has become the old head. And people even understand, man, you know what? I, I may not have liked him then. He might have been overpushed, this, that, and the other. But you know what? I respect Dude Hustle. I may mean, not like him, but I respect Dude Hustle. Basically how people feel. I'm a big in analogies. Basically how people felt about Kobe last year. People, a bunch of people hated Kobe. But they respected what he did. That's where, that's where Cena is. Roman been in the game five years. Roman been in the game five years and they got everything that people that have wrestled for 2025 20, they never got. So there's a disdain for Roman. So they may be in the same, they may be in the same field, in the same subset, but there's a tremendous difference because of that uh, understanding with the crowd, right? So, you know, while Cena is playing to two different audiences as well he's saying things factual or not that resonate to everybody right everybody can kind of feel like oh well roman yeah you are kind of over pushed everybody can kind of feel like well roman you know you had some good matches but you really ain't done you ain't got the resume john cena got right now what roman is saying is while it might be not tr- not completely factual. In a scripted environment, is building fire for the fan base he already has because they mad that the people aren't under aren't trying to rock with him and not listen to what he's saying, and he's continuing to make the other crowd who already doesn't like him hate him that much more. The and you know what this is leading to, right? I guarantee you, I will bet y'all money, no mercy. When they come out, when they start, they're gonna stand in the middle of that ring and they're gonna pull the Hulk Hogan rock or rock cinema, <laughs> and do the look both sides while the crowd is chanting crazy shit that's what they want to do they want the crowd to be so in they want things to be so incendiary they want the crowd to be so hot whether it's because they hate a dude or they like a dude or they just don't like what someone said or not they want the crowd to get to that point where the crowd is going to give a legendary pers- moment now you know will it be toronto at eighteen, probably not. But I guarantee you it's gonna be a moment. It's going to be a moment. So facts matter. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you they don't. They absolutely do matter. But this is wrestling. This is a this is this is this is this is wrestling. This is a situation in which a dude, the Undertaker, uh, you know, tried to uh crucify his boss's daughter, and then ended up working for the dude as a higher power six months later. It's wrestling, dog. It's, they can do it really what they
3: want. And if it that's makes Russo, to- that's Russo. That is- <laughs> I was just
1: gonna say that. Well,
2: <laughs> hey, I gotta be respectful to Russo because we just did a Russo podcast, and I'm trying to get him on the show, so I gotta be respectful. But um, you, I, and you're right, I get that. But I'm just saying that. Wrestling has always been a situation in which the impossible becomes possible, right? And the ridiculous becomes normal. So Roman out here saying things that while they might not be one hundred percent factual, he believes them in his mind as a character. He believes, he really does. All the shit he all the shit he got, all those years for Roman can't wrestle, right? And we all have come to understand and agree, especially people who aren't biased, that Roman is a good in-ring hand. So Roman, in, in his mind, as a character, of course he thinks he the shit in the ring, right? So of course he's gonna say some bullshit like, well, I'm better than you than you've ever been. Yeah, we know that might not be factual, but he believes that. Revenue, whether you, belie- whether you like it, agree with it or not, factually, revenue is higher than it's ever been three years in a row. So Roman, while we can look and see a 12,000 seat arena only got 6,000 people in it, Roman gonna say, "Well, I sell more tickets than you." It's just, some, it's, just, it's shit talking. It's your mama so fat, right? It's, that's all it is. But you sitting there expecting dude to say, "Your mama so fat." Her, she has a body mass index of thirty five point two, and she has high cholesterol. That's not gonna
3: get nothing.
0: All right, James, did you have anything?
1: Yeah, I just. I got, I got another round, but oh. Okay.
2: All good, oh
1: we good, baby. Okay. I, we, as long as y'all want, oh, we
2: good.
3: Yeah, like the fact checker thing. Like for me, the, the thing for me is like, okay, they're both baby, they're both baby faces that play heel to a certain uh, section or a certain large demographic or majority demographic of, of the audience. So, like, for for them to both get, for them to both be uh, in this situation together, and when they both first are in the ring together with the mics in their hands and both crowd yell, "You both suck." <laughs> and then for one guy to, and then for and then for one guy to end where where they where he is, where one guy is like, one guy is more or less getting the the quote unquote baby is like being positioned as babyface. The other one is, and the and that guy is the oldest guy, like the guy that's about to like literally leave as soon as this feud is over with. I I just find it weird, and and then for them to like also like couch it by having Roman come out there and say, you know, ticket sales are 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 are, are high, revenues to the roof. Like, look, man. I understand that he has to play heel to some people, but like, can you like at least like cut out the, the line about tickets at a half empty stadium? Fuck's sake! Man,
2: why why would you do, why would you do that? Because we watched it on TV, we don't see it as empty. But,
3: but here's the thing, right? So, so he says that, Asina makes a face and looks around at the crowd, and then you all of a sudden all you got to do is like look around, and then like wherever else you go. You can see pictures of it. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's really, it's, it's very, very, I understand, like, they're, you know, they're, they're. Th- that's not canon. But at the same time, like, don't do that in the half-empty arena, please. Like, can y'all, like, at least help this dude out? And that's not a thing for me to say that, like, this makes Rome, like, it makes Roman look bad. And a lot of stuff is, like, it's not about Roman that looks bad. It's similar to, like, Jennifer thing. Like, they told him to go out there and say this. And these guys, because either they're young or b they they don't have a backbone to stand up and say no, I'm not going to say that stupid shit. They say it, and it makes them look bad and the company look bad. So they can't they don't have anybody that they don't put their foot down and say, look, I'm going to save you, Vince, and I'm going to save myself from looking like shit by or looking like uh in, in the words of Jim Cornett, a plate of piss by just saying I'm putting my foot down. We're not doing this. But that's, and and that's where we are now.
2: That's way too meta, though, James.
3: I, I I hate How the fact that I, Because
2: I, because now when I, fans I watch sold
3: more than any I sold more tickets than anyone else and it happened or or so I sold more tickets than you did, John Cena. Like Okay, but John when, Cena has so like, but, I, 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 get to me that's stupid. Just say the revenue. Just say the you. revenue.
2: But when fans watch wrestling, why should we watch wrestling thinking that we're backstage watching wrestling? Why can't we just watch what we see on TV? If it's oh, stupid, you if it's, stupid, on, on. You if, you it's if it's hold on real quick. If it's stupid to you
3: that don't like the dude. That's the point. No, no. You want to know why? Why? Because just like um in the NBA or any other entertainment, uh any any reality-based entertainment type of situation, mm-hmm. the backstage, ongoing things, and how things are operated are generally speaking more interesting, or the news, all that stuff is more interesting than the actual on, on TV screen product. So Everybody is dying to know. For example, what happened between LeBron and Kyrie? Right. What's going on with LeBron's moves in um, next summer? Uh, and you look at the NFL. Are they blackballed Kaepernick? Are they not? That's a huge thing. Every like, there's a reason why fantasy football is one of the major drivers of professional football. People want to people want to be a quote unquote part of this in a, mm-hmm. in a meta sense. So for you to say that, for, to, to say that like because it's quote unquote entertainment. Mm-hmm. No, nah, it's like that's the same thing.
2: But no, it's not because it's entertainment. Nobody cares about who the CGI guy was on Star Wars. We've oh, made... that's
3: not true at all. This, no, okay, that's not, not true
2: at all. Okay. We
3: just—it was one. Okay, there wasn't. What was the number one trending topic a week or two ago? Was the fact that uh, that J. A. Abrams is going is going to direct the ninth episode of, of Star Wars. No, okay. that I, I didn't know that. That was trending. That was a trending okay. topic.
1: Yes. He yes. Was yes so was. Yeah. from a negative I standpoint. I don't but, I, but no. I heard they got
3: mad when they had black stormtroopers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. like,
2: people John Boyega was the was the devil because he was a stormtrooper.
3: Yeah. And he actually wasn't even a stormtrooper. He was just like he was like they added a new thing saying like okay, like we aren't doing clones anymore or whatever. They had explained it, but the fact that people lost their minds over it. But that's 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 another different topic. But the point is. The behind-the-scenes stuff is always, or nowadays, is as you understand, are more interesting than what the actual product is. I and Then agree you with try that. to place on, and then you place, on, and you place together what you see as far as behind the stage, and how did that come to, and how did that uh, basically play a role in what you saw on the screen? Meaning, like the basketball game, the football game, whether or not there's politics, and the fact that this guy is starting over this particular guy because of a contract situation or whatnot. <laughs> And that plays a, and that plays a part into WWE and they know it. And that's the reason why John Cena on his open on um, his first uh, promo with uh, with Roman said, I'm still here because you can't do your job.
1: Which was, was a good line. All right. All so, right. All right. Let's throw it to Rich. So pretty much like it's funny when when Reigns takes, you know, credit for the revenue and everything. Right. What came around right is right before Roman Reigns started, um, you know, his ascent to the top. What the WWE network? Yeah, the business model completely changed to where they put less emphasis on individual people to carry, you know, whatever. And then they they shifted like the business model. So he's taking credit for sales that he isn't quote unquote responsible for. <laughs> you know, so that 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 you know, we've seen Cena be the literal he's drawn the literal biggest wrestling event of all time. You know, he's done it like twice, I wanna say. So <laughs> so calling yourself like a bigger draw, like telling him he's not selling tickets, like, well who is really selling tickets if 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 Cena's not selling tickets, don't you mean WWE's not selling tickets? And by you know, virtue of that, you're not selling tickets, Roman Reigns. You know, and then the, or that revenue is not yours. It's one of the two. So, and at the same time, they're cutting spending. They're cutting pyro. They're, you know, in WWE's primary goal for Roman Reigns, regardless of what, you know, we have talked ourselves into, like, yo, they want him to be a heel to some people. They want him to be a big face to others. Their primary goal is for Roman Reigns to be the biggest baby face they've ever produced. Roman Reigns has got to push like no one else in history. Except Hogan. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar? Uh, not to say. Brock Lesnar walked out. Yeah, and But he, you know, but the push
2: he got in two years is bigger than anything. It's, it's huge. This two is, years. This is bigger.
1: This is bigger. The, yes. Brock
2: beat The Rock in six months, dog. No, it's not clean.
1: Look, Roman Reigns was out there in the WrestleMania main event while he only had one feud ever on resume. <laughs> or, excuse me, two. He okay. had two paper singles matches before that. That, no, <laughs> no, I, I can't agree with that, dog. I can't agree with
2: that. I can't agree with that. When huh, you beat when you beat Hulk, Hulk Hogan and The Rock on, hold on, hold on, and right. almost Stone Cold in six months, no, dog, no, I can't agree with that. Rich, you Rich are you finish? No, nah. my bad. Right. He, I'm
1: sorry. That just was. Woo. All right. So like, and another another big part. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. Like Reigns to a lot to a lot of people, regardless of you know these these guys, you know that he's. He's beat at WrestleMania that were older and all that. And, he, you know, he's done all this stuff. He hasn't earned his stripes yet. And pretty much similarly to, you know, the way people felt Cena hadn't earned his stripes when Rock came around. It's, it's eerily similar in that sense. You have four WrestleMania main events in a row or three in a row. Why is there even a debate if you're the man in, in that sense? Why is there a debate at all? Like, and as James mentioned, the whole line about "I'm still here because you can't do your job." That's like a I need a Funk Flex bomb for that. Like, like, and also when you want to use reality with it, like, don't fuck around with it. Do it expeditiously. Like, we we judge the reality because that's the reality that they give us. So, I'm done. All right, James, did you have
0: anything?
3: Um, like one thing, one thing I will say, Rich, as far as you saying that um they've wanted him to be the top baby face or whatever, I don't know as much as the way they are now with with them saying about how they love the shades of gray and they want to center things on personality. So you know, like they, you know, I think it's a mistake, but they do you know turn people heel and face, and they're still relatively about the same character, like. Charlotte has been a heel, has been a face, a heel, and back to a face again, and she still says that she's genetically superior and peacocks all around, all around the, the place. Um, so I think the thing is they want not necessarily to be the number one baby face, but the number one star is definitely uh, is definitely what their goal is with Roman. Even even if you know even if like they so happen to you know do the right do the quote unquote right thing and make Braun Strowman the champion at least for the time being. Um, until they decide to take the belt off of them and do to get on with their plans for WrestleMania 34, like their plan ultimately is to still try to position Roman Reigns as highly and as um as, as the as the draw as a top full time draw, ultimately.
0: All right, let's throw it Durant.
3: I
2: agree with all that, everything you said, James. I 100% agree with that. He's they're not trying to make him the number one babyface. They're trying to make him the number one star in wrestling. That's that's what it is, um, and I feel like. We, but we still, we as a fan base, still believe these reports that we read two, or three years ago that they want him to be the number one baby face, and we believe that. Um, that's another conversation in itself. <clears throat> but so we're talking, we're talking about a company in which the the owner wrestled a pay per view match against God. We're talking about a company in which, an, an undead zombie who killed his family and his brother had his brother come back, who was horrifically scarred in the face, and have multiple matches, and then all of a sudden become best friends again. We're talking about a company that has a backwoods cult leader who can come in and out of the ring at will, and brings people to his to his compound and throws. Uh, refrigerators on people who all of a sudden beat him to the arena we're talking about a company in a sport that has no rhyme or reason to the things that happen so when people want to accept the ridiculousness of wrestling and then want to come and be analytical of one particular point or part of the show just don't sit right with me because it, again I'm, I'm a big dude on consistency so if you're really going to analyze the show, analyze the show. Don't analyze the one part that you want to analyze just because that took particular notice to you. And we, there's so many promos on these shows where people say ridiculous things, right? Uh, you know, The Miz has said some ridiculous stuff. Enzo says nothing but ridiculous stuff, right? This is, this is, this is, that's the promo game. You say something and your point is to get a reaction, right? But yet, we never ever criticize, I mean, Enzo, notwithstanding, because everybody criticized that dude, but we never really go in depth of criticizing on a regular basis all these other promos with all this ridiculous stuff. You know, not on a regular basis, but we're going to sit here and go go full in on Roman Reigns because he said something that isn't 100% factual because all of a sudden 90% of the show is scripted is entertainment, is fun, is just something that happened and then that 10% all of a sudden became real right? I can't rock with that then on the same breath you're gonna look at what Cena said and because you agree with it, it's true I can't rock with that Now, I'm not saying that there are not hints of truth in either person. I'm not saying that. There are hints of truth in what John Cena said. I'm with that. But I just can't get with people wanting to all of a sudden criticize Roman for saying something under the guise of the story and under the guise of his character in which we wouldn't criticize if Miss said it or Kevin Owens said it. Or AJ said it, or any of that. We wouldn't criticize them. We haven't criticized them. You know what? In, in in fact, if I if if I if I remember correctly, the only two guys I've ever, as long as it, it as much as I can remember, and as long as I've been in the the Facebook group, that I've really ever seen y'all criticize about what they say is Enzo or Bray, and that's because all they do is talk. They don't back up anything they say. All they do is talk. I and I, I give y'all that. But, don't, I mean, just, like, be consistent, dog. Like, I'm not saying, we know Roman ain't great on the mic. That's something that we know. That's something that he has owned up to. So, I I, I can understand if you don't rock with what he said or what he's saying because he's not great like Cena is. I'm with that. I, I can understand that. But the criticism of what he's saying because it's, quote, unquote, not true which then takes away from what what he says to you. I can't get with that. That doesn't. I don't understand that. There's something in my brain that doesn't process that correctly.
3: All
0: right, James, you have
2: anything? You wrap it up. Oh, I was gonna say a
3: little yeah. bit more, but yeah. I'm I'm kind of surprised that Rand said to me, saying that like the first time me and Rand ever interacted was me like saying that like like Triple H's like last uh feud made no damn sense because of his promos you talking about the one with Rollins yeah like you said I, I got sick and tired of you because you started listening to the fans when a he was a heel at the time and he screwed him and that, that was the first argument that's the first time you ever interacted you're talking about like you had said that all of the Wrestlemania uh a uh, future most part made sense and I like wrote a list of like all the bullshit and then me and you went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth back and forth back and forth forgive me I so, don't remember for that me,
2: forgive me I don't remember
3: okay that. well so that's why I'm kind of sitting there like, wait, what? Like, I ain't the one that, I'm not, like, I'm not the one that, that like, only picks on Bray Wyatt and Enzo. Like, if you say bullshit, I say it's bullshit. Like, AJ could have said, I'm the reason why, like, when he said, um when he cut the promo on Shane after, uh, after he had basically went chasing after the title through hoops and he had decided to beat up Shane later that night, he had cut a promo, was, I, I say it's akin to, uh, Bret Hart pushing down Vince after the cage match and say, uh, bullshit is, or I'm sorry, frustrated is a word for it. But he basically said, um, "I'm the reason why you're, bu- I'm the reason why you guys are here. I'm the reason why you're busting the seats." And he was a heel at the time saying this. And even as a heel, he said that as opposed to revenue sky high, or I'm, I'm selling, I'm selling out, I'm selling out all the shows. So for, so for me, like that's why you know, like I, I. I like when people say garbage, I, I I call it out. So like you can look through any thread you want whenever someone cuts a promo. Because nine times or like not nine times, but like most of the time, you'll see me be like, wait, what? So I mean, maybe I don't know if you're talking about rich or if you just talk or if you're more or less um framing this debate towards most people. But yeah. like I feel like me and Rich, me and Rich ain't the ones so you can throw that at.
2: When I, when I talk, I talk in generalities. If I'm gonna say y'all, I'm okay. definitely gonna say y'all. But okay. when I talk, I talk in generalities. Right. Yeah, y'all. Again, I say I'm 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 big I'm big on consistency. I've listened to y'all for a while. We've been cool for a while. Y'all are fairly consistent. I mean, if you don't believe your consistency, listen to the lyrics of the One Nation
1: Radio uh, intro. If you're putting out trash, literally, <laughs> if you're putting out trash, we're gonna rip you to bits. Like that. That that's literally it. That's the gimmick. So I
2: respect that. It's just. You know, I'm arguing the argument, not necessarily the arguer. All okay, uh, right. Yep. You,
0: you, like, you, you have another round, or do you want
1: to close yeah, the statement? I, I just wanted to like wrap it up. To like the last thing to say, like you know, to Ranz's point, like you know, we were saying we focus in on one part of the show, but bro, like all parts of the show are not the same. They don't get the same amount of time. They don't get the same amount of creative energy. They don't, you know, the the performers' gimmicks typically aren't, you know. You know, if you're if you're looking at like all the a lot of the main eventers, I won't say all, but the large percent since like we've been watching wrestling, right? Like they've been got me. It's the new generation era. So it was like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Austin, until so you get to like you know Cena, Triple H. These guys are largely CM Punk. See, or I already said Cena. Um, right, they're right. Guys are, These guys, Daniel Bryan, these guys feel like extensions of themselves, and they live in like a reality kind of, you know, sense. But then, like you mentioned, the other guys, like Bray Wyatt, Kane, The Undertaker, hell, even like Alberto Del Rio, their characters are the height of unreality. So when those two like, like, like Roman Reigns, I put him in that other, I don't put him in that unreality, like the Alberto Del Rio, where you clearly know, like, he's not a millionaire or a millionaire. Like, he's not the Mexican million dollar man. Like, it's, it's like, yo, when you <laughs> decide on that side. We got to judge you with the real. Like 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 you're not Bray Wyatt spouting bullet a cult leader, you know, like like doing all those gimmicks. You're not Duke rosie Dumpster Drosy. You're not Lagoon, you know. <laughs> like you, you, you are Roman Reigns. Like a, a dude, they want to make money. Like all parts of the show are not the same. These are the guys that they want to be the big stars. Like in Usually when you mix the those reality characters with the unreality characters, they kinda have to meet in the middle, right? But you know, when we're dealing with two guys that are out of that reality sense, this is what we get. And that's what made CM Punk versus John Cena so special. Everything felt real from both sides, like from what they were present, and it was just like haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. And then to John Cena and Dan O'Brien, where Cena absolutely ethered Daniel Bryan. He was like, yo, you talking all this shit about me? Like, I'm not a real wrestler, bro. First of all, look at my resume. Just because I'm not out here in high school gyms, you know, like, I've been doing this shit from, from New York to, to Tokyo. Like, I'm the man. Like, it, it works. Like, the, the reality, like, you got to make sure your promos adhere to some. Like, they, they can't be bullshit. Or else people are going to be like, hey, your diamond's fake cloudy and, and they chipped up and that's how Roman Reigns was looking in a lot of these promos well rich hold on
3: i get what you're saying but you're leaving out one part the only real dis- the only real like the only real like sort of uh what do you call it kind of like a uh a clause where you can, where you can you know spout you know bullshit like if you are a heel and i mean like i don't mean like a John Cena, Roman Reigns, tweener heel. I mean, like, an actual heel. Like, a Kevin Owens can come out and uh, lie. Like, Kevin Owens comes out and lies. Like, he's, he, like, he's lying um, in his reasoning for why he hates, you know, and doing this whole entire thing with right now. So, so like, you gotta admit, like, the, the heel part is, like, you can lie as a heel if you're a quote-unquote reality heel. But, I get, but for the most part, yeah, like, Outside of that, you're sort of right.
1: I'm
2: done.
0: All right, Rance, let's get your closing statement.
2: So, I want to close not necessarily talking about the Roman promo, but about kind of what James alluded to. Why do we have to always... Why does everything always have to be the same in wrestling? We want them to evolve, but we want to evolve our fandom. So, you just said, James, that unless your reality heel, you can't lie in a promo. Why? Why do you have to be And that's it's not rhetorical. If you want to answer that by all means you can. But uh but why oh, do you because, have to Because because you wanna
3: answer? I mean or, I'm to, sorry, go ahead finish. I'm sorry. Go ahead finish. I'm sorry. My bad.
2: No, it's all good, man. I understand just this is this is a conversation. I get it. Um uh, but I it's you know why do you have to be Uh, Why do you have to be a face when everything you do is healed? It's just because the uh, announcers say good things about you. You know, like, there there are so much shades of gray in this generation of wrestling that I feel like we're still looking at wrestling as the good old boy versus the bad dude who's mean. And there are some situations in which it's like that gender Shinsuke being one of them. But so much has shades of gray. And I feel like we have to evolve with that. We're we're we as a fan base admonish WWE for not evolving. I mean, Rich talked about that earlier in the gender debate. You've gotta evolve, you gotta be different. It's a different time, a different year. Be different. You're right. But that causes us to be different. So we have to receive what we're getting differently than we received in 2015, 2011, 20, 2005. We have to, you know, and I, I understand you can do whatever you want. I'm not trying to force anybody, but if we're going to be a conscientious, uh, educated fan, like we call ourselves, like we try to be, you have to evolve with the times. So Roman may not be grade A, 100% old school, the way they drew it up, Heal. No, but Roman is a heel in a lot of the things he says and does. The only babyface thing about him really is that Michael Cole says good things about him, and he has a subset of the audience that cheers him. M- other than that, most of the way he moves is heelish. Oh, and I'm sorry. The only other thing that's face babyface about him is most of the time he wrestles guys who would be considered aligned as a heel. But I feel like we have to adapt our thinking and look at things the way they're be being presented to us and not look at things the way we think they should be presented or the way that we've always ingested them the way that we have in the past. So to say a guy like Roman can't say something that is not hundred percent factual because he's not a Kevin Owens type heel. Just, it just don't make sense to me because Roman can say what he wants and his character is such that will believe the things he's saying. So, you know, that, that's, 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 that's really where the crux of my argument with the Roman Reigns situation lies in that us as, as fans, we have to be better. You, if you, if you want to hold the man to a legitimate standard, by that's by all means, dog, do you, I, I I'm never going to expect anybody else to be the fan I am. Cause I realize I'm unique. Ain't many people like me when it comes to this wrestling fandom stuff. I know that. I've been in the game long <laughs> enough. I've ridden columns since 2010. I've been a wrestling fan since I was six, and I'm 30. I'm 29. So I get that. I understand that. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility as a fan. If we're going to hold the company to be a, to a certain responsibility, that do not mean we don't have a responsibility as a fan to ingest things a certain way. If we're going to clamor for things to be different, we have to ingest things to be different. And I, th- and I, I don't think that's unreasonable to request you know the company has changed tremendously and it may still have a lot of the negative aspects it had in the 70s 80s 90s and even just a decade ago i'm with that i understand that as long as vince is there things are always going to have some air of being the same but they have tremendously changed you know nowadays they're they're openly talking about i mean they have they have a show that openly, Total Divas openly exposes the business, not in a wrestling standpoint, but like openly exposes the business, like they're showing people dating that nobody knew it. Like we, you know, I am saying, like it's openly exposing the business, and they're cool with that. They have story exposing lines. the business
1: at WrestleMania.
2: Absolutely, <laughs> like absolutely. Undertaker got out the ring and kissed his wife. When he done that, <laughs> you know, what I am saying. So I just, I just, I, I really think we have to really, really adapt the way we think about wrestling especially if we're going to be the type that demand them to adapt the way they present themselves to us and that's pretty much where i want to end it for me
0: all right rent you uh asked uh, asked a question that i think james has the answer for
3: go ahead Doug. yeah okay so wwe uh as they, as they love to build themselves uh they are sports entertainment they're not pro wrestling they are sports entertainment so the sports part is the action, the competition, um, and you know the wins and losses adding up to achieving whatever you want to achieve. Whether it be punching, whether you be beating somebody up because they stole your your uh, I don't know ring jacket. Your the ring. Yeah, they stole. Yeah, they stole your, your your ring jacket, or they cut it to shreds, or uh, you guys are both vying for each other against each other because you guys are fighting for uh, a title. Or, or or something or something that it, we're fighting over, right? So, on the other end, the entertainment part of it is uh, is the storytelling, and also the gimmicks. So, the storytelling part is um, if you compare it to any other TV show, um, where you have baby you have uh, good guys, they're presented with obstacles, they they they, they, they meet them. They don't succeed. They come back and they overcome eventually or whatever else. Uh, or they don't base off of um, whatever story they want to tell it as the conclusion. So um, the protagonists are the good guys. Uh, they're the people that you're supposed to rock, that you're supposed to rock, what you're supposed to actually like. Like outside of a few com- outside of some comedies here and there or ensembles, like for the most part, the main protagonist is a likable character. Unless they're unless the story is actually the the, the, t- the telling of their uh, or the telling of their t- turn, like Breaking Bad, for example, perfect example, um, leading out a path of of being basically just a bad per- a bad dude. So, um, in order for you to like guys, they can't be you know necessarily dicks that often or all the time. Um, there's some you know you can be uh, for example, um. Uh, what's your boy's name from? Um, uh, you can be Matt Damon's character in Uh Goodwill Hunting. Like uh, you can be Will uh, you know? Uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. His name's Will Hunting. Yeah. it's in the damn, it's in the. It's, freaking, it's okay. I do that I, too sometimes. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, like you can be somebody with an edge or whatever. But the thing is, given that it's a three-hour show or a two-hour show, depending on which brand, and given that. Everybody has to get their their stuff onto the program as well, and we can't spend that much time with you on a week to week basis. Your your segments, your promos, the TV that you're on, you have to portray you have to get over your character. So what WWE gets all, gets around that with is basically common denominator type stuff, tropes, if you will. So they do the the good, the grinning good guy, white knee baby face for a reason, because they, you come out and you know, like, okay, this is in line with whatever, what other stuff I've actually been programming and understanding. And then, you know, you take it and flip it and go other situations. Like you can be Austin where, you know, when it comes to shubs, you look at the action, he's a good guy. The, the only part about him being a, a, him having an edge is he's paranoid and worried and doesn't want to ever be screwed over by anybody. So like he might, you know, he might make the save for somebody in the ring, but when it comes down to it, uh, after you high five me or whatever else, and once you turn back around, I'm gonna stun you because I know you're coming for my title. So when it comes to the Reigns thing, is they have progressively gone further and further and further away from him actually being a guy, from be- or being a guy that's actually has likable qualities, even though his actions are still clearly babyface aside from him trying to murder someone. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have you put but, that on my phone, and that's gonna be my wake up ringtone.
3: Murder yeah, him! So, yeah,
2: it's hilarious. Yeah, I think
3: it's so murder. Um, so you look at the progression from he gets out of the shield um, and, you know, he has his moments or whatever where he's just like his whole thing is he's pretty much just a bad he's a badass. Like, he's in a line of a baby-faced Batista, a baby-faced Goldberg. Um, just a, a, a big, tough, strong dude that kicks ass and, and and you're supposed to get behind him because he wins a lot. And you look at where he is since uh, since he retired, The Undertaker, and he's being a dick. He just flat out is. Um, but like that's the that's the part of he's being a dick to a certain subset of the group because they realize that the, that his that he's not he's not the same thing to everybody in the audience. Like he's the same. Like he's the he's the guy you're supposed to boo if you're you know the, the demographic typical adult or adult male and then if you if you're a, a female or if you're uh, a teenage or, or a young teenager or below, you still like him um, or whatever else. They're, that's what they're playing up. and the issue the issue for me on that is like you look at where they are with the company as far as all the people they position as good guys so far in the company um, lately. Or, or since Daniel Bryan and the only person they've made successful that was a quote unquote um, good person has been Goldberg. Like that's crazy. You isn't can, it? yeah. And and there's a reason. And and the thing about that is like it's clear that you can if you book people on top. Um, well, as far as they win more than they lose, you don't embarrass them left and right and you don't make them out to be jerks or seem like they're phony or ridiculous like Bailey, for example you're going to be on, you're going to be in good shape with your protagonist of the company of your what your protagonist of the show but when you do do what you do where like you, you, you split you have your uh, your, your protagonist be a split like Cena like Roman Reigns all your other baby faces look like pl- look like plates of piss this is how you end up with dwindling precipitously dwindling viewership over how many years now?
2: So, if I may rebut like they, real
3: quick. Oh, I'm sorry, I know you're done. Go ahead, please. No, so, like, they, they they've they said, like, this has been a company that historically has been built on having their good guys on top forever. Like, if you look through the, the history of the title reigns of WWE, you see that like, Buddy Rogers has the belt for 22 days. Yeah. Uh, then next thing you know, uh, like, uh, uh uh your boy Bruno. Bruno, Bruno Bruno has the belt for seven years for like seven years or sorry four years something like that. <laughs> for for, years. Years. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. years. Forever! for seven years he, Un- yeah, they, uninterrupted. Right. And then he loses the belt to Ivan Koloff and then they give the belt to Pedro Morales and he holds the belt for for a long ass time. Then in the same yeah. back and forth and you look at like even like Bagley had the belt for four years and then he loses it to uh to your boy mm-hmm. uh yeah uh oh my god can blame his name Yes, yeah, so she she has the belt for like two months, and what did they do right after that? They start they start Hulkamania for seven years for for like however long that was, like, and then you keep going, and then all of a sudden like there was a change, <coughs> and that's where we are now. Like our protagonists are now like getting overran, and I think that's an issue, and but that's the re- and, and that's a part of it is like the guys that you're supposed to be cheering for and the guys that are the protagonists, people that are supposed to be the quote-unquote glue and the people that you follow for in the story because it's quote-unquote their story, they're the protagonists after all, they end up fucking losing. We got a bunch of losers that we're following.
2: So if I may rebut real quick before we finish, um, I think everything you're saying is factually correct, but you're you're missing a huge part of the story that you're not acknowledging and that's the fact that the crowd has adapted and changed and grown up. So the things we wanted or desired 30, 40, 50 years ago aren't the same things we desire now. Let's look at the top shows
3: on television. But Barrans, Barrans. The thing about that is that's not true because the only success they've had as a babyface was literally uh, was literally a white baby babyface good guy. Yeah. That but, was a family man. It didn't cuss, didn't drink beer. He no, just he came cuss. out and whooped ass.
2: He cussed. He cussed quite often. Well, but, well, well
3: I mean, I mean, big cuss words like F, F, and S.
2: Well, nobody does that on on the show. So I, I hear what you're saying, but again, context. A big part of the reason Goldberg was so over was because. They a lot of the crowd remembered who he was back then, and they brought him back the way he was. They didn't bring him back to WWE like guy who had to talk and do some extra. No, they brought him back as the dude from WCW. You come in, okay? You, you know what I'm saying? So if he okay, was if, he was, dude, right, if he was a new hold dude, hold on, hold on. if he was a new dude, if
3: that's ahead. the case, then let's go back to the last good uh, huge baby face they had. Daniel Bryan okay. was here in the South Jacks.
2: No, but Daniel Bryan took six, seven years to build that groundswell. Did he not? He was with the company in 2010. Okay, and when and when did when was the when
1: was the when did he get the big push? 2014, 2015. Summer 2013, he, bu- he started. He started getting hotter than the sun. He yeah. built up to that over over a span of three years. Okay. Yeah. Was it 2010? I feel like he was there earlier than that. But, no, but he got. Uh, he was he came on in in 2010.
3: Okay. Yeah. 2010. 2010. Okay. Well. 2010.
2: But I'm saying, but it wasn't just a uh, Goldberg came in, and the second he got back, he was over. Daniel Bryan built up to that. In fact, Daniel Bryan got over, he was always like, I mean, got over as a heel. Right? When the Yes Chance got over, he was still... he still He got over, period. Okay, that's fine, but again, you're not getting any context. So, what I'm trying to say is, you're right. What you're saying ain't wrong, but you're just not acknowledging the fact that the crowd has changed. So the crowd don't always want the same things that they wanted in 1965.
3: They don't want I, Bruno I'm, right I'm now. Not, I'm, I'm not saying that either. My point is the ultimate issue is they don't know how to build a babyface and if you look at the pipeline and see the babyface that they could possibly be built like Daniel Bryan over the, mm-hmm. next, uh, over the next three years where like in three years we can build this guy. Either they did stuff like Hot Shot Guys Okay. Like like gave Roman Reigns way too much way too soon. I guess Or you. they or they make guys look like assholes like Bailey or Sami Zayn. So let me let me let me let me put you like this. Or Finn so, Balor, after so, Finn
2: Balor got hurt. So so Daniel Bryan was probably the most over babyface they've had. That was a full time roster member, the last one, right? Is that fair?
3: Uh you know? yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Uh now he might not be a babyface in the in the traditional terms, but Right now, Braun Strowman is getting amazing cheers and amazing crowd support, right? He's not doing anything similar to Daniel Bryan. In fact, everything he does is heelish. He attacks people. He's mean. He tries to hurt people. He goes, I don't lip- know why. But you know why he's over, right? Uh, so, but why does context matter in because that? He beat the but context because doesn't he matter in other situations.
3: More. He's over because he beat the piss out of a baby face that the
2: crowd does not like. And, and I acknowledge that. I I I, I'm, I don't want you to think I'm not. I
3: acknowledge that. But you're acknowledging. And, and another part about it is when, with Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar is at that point where he's a superstar. So there is no ba- there is no heel or baby face to him. He's just Brock Lesnar.
2: And, but Roman Reigns isn't just Roman
3: Reigns. We, not at that level, no.
2: I can't. I cannot. I cannot agree with that.
3: Okay. Mm. Well, think about it like this, right? Explain to me how that Joe and how that Joe and Lesnar thing went. It was. It was based off the fact that you had two personalities in there, and the personalities were. And they. They actually. Uh, what do you say? Uh, what's the word? Transcended the heel face dynamic no, in that didn't. situation because Braun really is such that. a star, and the crowd and the fruit was so hot.
2: No, Joe was still the heel in, the, in the, very easily the heel. Joe jumped him from every every side, every chance he got. Joe was clearly the heel in the story. The whole the whole story was every time I see you, I'ma jump you on sight. That was the point of the story. In fact, when when they had the match, Joe jumped him before the match started to get a jump on him. That's the story of the match. That's not babyface-ish. That's not transcending babyface heel. That's okay. Uh, so, am so am I wrong? Thing,
3: right. So here's a, here's another example. Right. When Braun, oh, I'm sorry. When uh, when Les not Lesnar. My God. When Roman. And Daniel Bryan got their feud on, right? Their face mm-hmm. versus face feud. Mm-hmm. If you were to say who was the antagonist of out of that between those two, it, it, was, Daniel. Daniel absolutely. Absolutely. it was Daniel Bryan and the ring. Absolutely, absolutely. Daniel Bryan in the ring? So does that mean Daniel Bryan was a heel? Okay.
2: When 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 uh, Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels had their one one month feud, and Shawn Michaels had to go heel against Hogan, the, but the second he Hogan beat him, he shook his hand and said, "I had to know," and went back to being the same Shawn Michaels we knew. What's the difference between that and that? You
3: changed. You changed you know to the, the story. Is, you know what the difference is. I'm, I'm he dressed just... up as a holster and went on Larry King Live and said and walked up there with a, a freaking. Uh, it wasn't walk. really
2: Larry King, but yeah.
3: You, you was... get my point. Like he walked up there and did a spoof on the dude. Okay. Daniel Bryan did do a spoof on him. Brock let, or J- Samoa Joe, his whole situation. He came out there. Yes, he was a heel. Um, or he still is a quote unquote heel. My point is for that feud in particular, they centered that on the feud and Brock Lesnar's and Brock Lesnar being the, potentially in peril. He didn't quote unquote beat him; he survived him, like how like how uh, Joe said uh, when they set up the four way for Summerslam. You're right, but I don't understand why why and, you don't think that's
2: Baby babyface.
3: I don't see. I see that as he jumped out on him, and then he went he ran up on him the, on the Go Home show, if I remember correctly. When so they we, were in separate parts of the arena, he ran up on him and said, "Let's do it right now." He never backed down from from Roman like a, like a coward. But I'm not, okay, from, uh,
2: from from Brock, uh, from But that's one I time. The other times he jumped to him every time. Every
3: time, any chance I get because I I want to put hands on you. Okay, but that's still heelish.
2: If you if you a babyface, the way we've been taught, you'll go to the ring and call him out and say, "Come fight me in the ring."
3: That's what a babyface supposed to do, right? Am I wrong? Am I uh, wrong? I don't know. Because, I mean, we just saw a dude, I mean, one of the arguments we and you got onto on the, on the One Nation Radio not too long ago on One Nation Live was about the whole Strowman and Roman thing and the end of Gr- Great Balls of Fire. That dude lost. He, he's the reason why he lost. He comes out, he, had t- he suckered, like, he suckered uh, Spears' uh, Strowman, he throws him in there, and he tries to murder him.
2: So I, I feel like we're going in circles because I think... Yeah, we the, are. Let's move the, on. The, the, point trying, the point you're trying to make is that there is a way to build a baby face and they're not good at that and I agree no, no.
3: with you I'm saying, there, I'm, I'm saying there I'm not saying there is one only one particular way my point is there are, the show is dependent on your baby faces for the crowd for for the show to work and they have failed making their baby faces either A likable or B not be geeks
2: and I agree with that but the difference is you're not acknowledging that the crowd is different and the crowd will cheer for who they want to cheer for whether or not they're baby face or not that's a okay. big part well, of the story the of wrestling. Okay, everything is rating. down. Every rating is down in all of entertainment except for Game of Thrones.
3: That's a fact. Go look it up. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, that is not true. It's, it's not that. true? Yeah. That it's is that not true as far as that okay. being the only show, no. Okay. All right. Well, my, my point is, you look at all popular shows, There is a. There, is, there are protagonists in that show, whether it be the A protagonists or the B or the C. And they are somewhat, and they are somewhat likable, whether it be insecure or Atlanta or what have you. That's the case. And nobody like or insecure, bro. They all got they. <laughs> they, they, probably,
2: they all got okay. their hey,
3: issues. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing: Issa got into a situation where she did something wrong, but she's still with the baby face because, hey, she's like, I was, I was with my, I was with this dude for years, and he was never, he was on the couch not or on, or in the house not not having a job forever, not doing shit. So I was thinking of making a change, we, and then she got caught up in her feelings. We just, just agreed completely now, different. Now Molly, hold on. now Molly, Molly is absolutely she, she. Exa- hold on. She's absolutely exhausting as a, as a personality and someone that like I I ache for because like ultimately all she wants love. All she want is wants is love, and everywhere she's met at, she's met at with a lot of the issues that uh, that, that sisters run into these days, especially professional sisters. Yeah. Now. Like and then especially when you saw like the opening episode where she's with uh her she's with her coworker, the friend like, the Asian girl. Yeah, and like she's with uh I think the dude's Jamal, she's dating a black dude and she's like, Yeah, they they always marry they always marry uh uh ones that aren't sisters. They always quit to marry, but when it's us, they don't marry us. Like and you see all the stuff she's going through trying to find love. Like that is that is her situation. Like that's her that is her quote unquote goal, their conquest she overcomes. Now does she like is she exhausting? Absolutely. But that's that's what she is like. That's not too much different from when they uh, were trying to book uh, Sami Zayn as being a geek around uh, Seth Rollins and uh Roman Reigns a few or like beginning of this year. But that but the thing is that is a secondary character or that is the second character. The main character is Issa.
2: Okay is Issa's, okay, right. we that's, that's, we can have this conversation later, man.
0: Yeah, we just yeah. Are different,
2: yeah. we on different sides of the spectrum, dog. Yeah, but
0: let's let's uh let's wrap
1: let's this wrap up. up cause, wrap it up, yeah. up then. <laughs> All
2: right. So,
3: <laughs> but you, but you don't write, look, it's a lot like Seinfeld, where there are no good people.
2: Yeah, Chase agree absolutely, and people choose who they want to choose who they want to root for. That's the world we live in, and every show. That's what we live in. I'm Team Lawrence. I'm a, a very, very card carrying oh, member of the God. Lawrence Hive. One hundred percent. Right? But Lawrence is just as messed up as anybody else in that show with Shades of Grey. Who do you relate to the most? <sighs> okay.
3: I don't relate to any <laughs> of them. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think a good right. place to leave it, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, well this has been a great first time of the Fuck You Mean debate podcast here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, Rich, you want got- to get your get your plugs in?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, if you, you guys are listening to this show, you are checking out the feed that you can find the SMC podcast on as well as One Nation Radio and One Nation Live uh so we just ask that you you support us if if you can all it takes is you know a a five-star rating or a comment or a share um that's pretty much all we can ask for uh you guys uh, you you heard me talking about doing music you can check my stuff out on soundcloud.com slash rich ladder just drop the album called family music life y'all should check it out
0: all right james
1: James, you live? He probably has sorry, the mic
3: I had, on mute. I had you on mute, sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh,
3: you can catch me on Twitter at jamesboy Boyd87. Um, and I, I guess I will be continuing my um I guess my, my new career as the worst fat checker in the history of the business. So <laughs> there you go. You did a
2: great job, bro. You did a great job. All right, yes. Rance. Uh at your boy at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y as Mysterio, C-A-S H as in dollars. Follow our podcast at DSMC Podcast. Follow one Red, Red Nation Radio, at one Nation Radio. Follow their home site, Social Suplex, at Social Suplex. It was a pleasure, guys. We argue, we fight, but at the end of the day, it's all love. Y'all know y'all my brothers. Um, yeah, man, so I can't wait till we do this again one day.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. And everybody, so, you can follow me on Twitter, at Jeremy L. Donovan. You can join all of us at the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. We also have a lot of a base going on there. We have threads for every show. Um, we have our shoot Saturday that we do every Saturday. You come out here and just throw what's on your mind. So, and like I said, follow us at Social Suplex. Check out everything that's coming up on SocialSuplex.com dot com and the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And we'll catch you guys uh, tomorrow for One Nation Live.
1: Actually, it might not be tomorrow. I got an again. I actually got to talk to you about that after, but uh, we will get a show in uh, before uh, No Mercy. It might just be a little bit later in the day. All righty. All right, well, so stay tuned to the Podcast Network to catch all the
0: shows. Peace.